afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to We're Gonna Need a Bigger Show, episode 35. Five. No. That was 36. 37? Eight. No. 39. 35. 35. Five. Yes. Today is our special post-Bonnaroo <laughs> wrap-up. Straight from a man who was there. <laughs> <laughs> for two uh, days. For two, two and days. And a half days. <laughs> um, bringing us some tasty morsels to Monjon. Yes. We're joined by Philip Maloney. Philip Maloney, who hasn't been awake for very long. No, but he has some coffee in him, and he's getting the energy level up. Yeah, so yep. I'm gonna start running. Yeah. Are, where? Just like around this table. You guys are gonna have to like, put your legs up like this. That's uh, gonna be That will be awkward. You gonna eat those stickers? <laughs> Do you want them? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> they're they're that's acid, bro. Oh, <laughs> let's yes. blot our paper. <laughs> let's get oh, <laughs> let's get no. real weird. Uh, For just a moment, let's talk about your shoes. Oh. I just noticed these. Those are nice. Yeah, they it got messed up at Bonnaroo. They were brand new before then. Oh dang! Yeah. So you are they're Fila's? Is that yeah. right? I started. I've, seen the likes of those in uh in years i started working at amazon i had to get better shoes because i wore dress shoes for the first two weeks while I saw walking that. 20 I saw that. miles yeah you and walk 20 miles a day there walk about 15 20 miles a day no shit it's ridiculous is the job hard it's just walking to shelf scanning something get scanning an item walking to the next shelf shelf as soon as you scan something it's directing you somewhere else and sometimes it's 100 aisles away it's wow it's stupid Wow, and that's what you do all day? You scan? For ten hours. No shit. You never like, have a chance to stop. Sometimes the stuff's on a shelf where you don't have to bend down. Sometimes you have to like go there, crouch down, or squat, pull it out, get up, go, and you're just like running the whole time. Wow. Never like a stop. <laughs> wow. Does it pay good? Uh, it's like through the staffing agency, it's like ten fifty. I think you make eleven fifty or something. You get hired on. Really? Something like that. What a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but I got a five hundred dollar bonus in like a week. Oh, and then, that's uh, good. When I get my car back, I'm just gonna say bye to that and go back to Uber. <laughs> right. So is that why you took the? Are, is your car in the shop? Yeah. Oh, what happened? Uh, GM recall. Oh, the recall for the ignition. Wait, switch. they don't pay for that? They pay for the rental car. But they don't pay for the repair. No, they pay for the, the rental car and the repair, but it What's there's happened? like What's six wrong? million people waiting for this part. Oh. And my car's been at the shop for two and a half months. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been sitting there and I've right. been riding around this Buick. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something that's uh, we may cut out because I don't know if it's going to come off as offensive or just dumb, but I heard on NPR that like taxi drivers. Are, I'm already offended. Yes, taxi drivers yeah. are angry at. At Uber and Lyft, yeah. and they're like, "It's taking away the." Now it now it's offensive. Yeah. Well, the what fact I, that what you're doing a yeah. voice. Americans is are taking taking the jobs back. Well, is from that the, the what the people sounded like wow. on NPR? Yeah, did they? Yeah, do yeah. A, the dude well, had that's an not offensive. The He's dude doing had an impression an of NPR. He, you know. Yeah, I know that the uh, cab drivers' unions were throwing a fit about it and stuff, and that they outlawed it in Massachusetts, and then uh, Uber and Lyft, and then within like two days. There was a huge petition, and they made it an exception for Uber and Lyft to let them keep doing it because the public wanted it because it's cheaper and people like it better. Like, yeah. It's just kind of like getting a ride with a friend. Yeah. You're blasting Radiohead or whatever, driving drunk people around, and they love it. Yeah. Do you like it? Do That's you like fine. doing it? Yeah. Right. It's N- just it, picking up. I do it at night, or did it at night, and I just picked up drunk people, and it was awesome because 
He was like, no, dude, you should come party with us. Like, we're going getting Mexican food at 2 in the morning. And like, nah, I'm driving. And <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm doing what I'm doing right now, currently. Like, some drunk old guy pushing some, like, little Indian lady in the back of my car who doesn't really speak much English, who's here for a conference and who's obviously blitzed. And she's just, like, asking me, like, where the good country music is because they went to karaoke that night and she wanted the good country music. <laughs> Perfect. Was she was she like um like Americans abroad and she was like I want the real thing I don't want yeah. the touristy. That's kind of what music. it sounded like. Yeah. I referred her to a meth dad show. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Next night. Let's, yeah. There we go. I was like, it's not country, <laughs> but you should go see this. It's gonna be more fun. Um. How much, like, let's say someone is drunk at a bar on the square and they need to be driven, you know, about five to ten minutes away. How much does that cost? The square? Like, he doesn't do it here in Murfreesboro. No, it's not in Murfreesboro. Oh. It's in Nashville. Oh, okay. You stupid idiot. All right, so they're, they're drunk and they were at Tootsie's and they need to be driven to East Nashville. Tootsie's. They were there, ironically, because they're East Nashville yeah. hipsters. If it's a weeknight, it's probably under $10. It's probably like 7 bucks. Their That's pretty amazing. Do yeah. you have any idea what the cab equivalent would be? Uh, double. I don't or know. Double yeah, probably at least so. double. double yeah. like, most of the time, if I'm doing a weeknight thing, uh, it, it's under $10 fares, like, even if I'm driving for like 10, 15 minutes. Wow. Like, That's fascinating to me. Just this whole. You want to do the whole episode about this? They do this, peak yes. hours though. Like on the weekends, it'll like depending on how much demand that there is, it'll just keep going up more to where they could be paying twice or three times the amount. And it's good for the drivers because the drivers get eighty percent of the money. But yeah. right, some people will go to Lyft at that point because Lyft doesn't do the the surge pricing. Yeah, sales. <laughs> Let's, uh... What was that? I don't know. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Let's, Where are uh, them acid stickers at? Oh, I'll give them to you in the next break. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some news. What do you want yeah. to do? Yeah. Alright, number one. Ryan Johnson, the director of Looper and Brick, will write and direct mm-hmm. the new Star Wars Episode Eight. You know where I heard mm-hmm. about this from? Our podcast Our page. Own Facebook page. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, my show, for help keeping me informed. I like that that you were that was the first place that you heard it. Though. Yes, That's I good. think I represent I represent the the audience, the layman. You know, oh, how well, you that, are lame, that, man. Yes, <laughs> the that female character in the first Alien movie, the one with the short hair. Yes, she's supposed to represent the audience. I'm I'm her. Okay. So I guess I'm going to be eviscerated eventually. Yeah. It's gonna Probably be, by me, truthfully. It's going to be a fun ride. Right. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this news, though. Yeah. Because I love Brick. I've never seen Brick, but I've seen Brick. Awesome. I've heard it's amazing. It's I've seen really the two good. episodes of Breaking Bad, or three episodes that's, of Breaking Bad. That's the other thing. Day. I mean, his Breaking Bad episodes are yeah. some of the best. What are they? I own Brick and haven't uh, seen Fly, it. Uh, oh, Ozymandias, Fly. Ozymandias. and Granite State. Yep. Yeah. Fly is easy. I had to answer that question once on here. <laughs> oh, that's right, you did. Shit, I forgot about that. Fly is one of those ones that like, it's nothing happens, but it's one of the most memorable episodes. Right. We just watched it recently. Alex watched it for the first time, and it was cool seeing it with somebody who hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ t- hates it. I that see. That's yeah. the thing. People either love it or hate. That is a very you know, uh, was divisive episode. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, it's like, a very you know, character development yeah. kind of thing. Like, well, because he, he nearly, he yeah, he nearly tells the thing about. Oh, spoiler alert! He nearly tells the thing about Jane. I mean, yeah. Um, which man, we're, we're like we're so we've been watching it from the beginning again. And then 
spoiler alert, he does tell him later in is it Ozymandias or Grand yeah. one of those two. And it's like, oh, the same director, bro. He gets to reveal a secret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, But I feel like he's a colossal talent. And, like, just this is kind of a huge break. And, like, a, I mean, I don't know how old he is, but he hasn't been doing this he's not for super a long old. time. He also edited one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Being? With May. Lucky McKee's May. Oh, okay. Which is a really great movie. And a friend of mine posted, she was like, uh, shout out to Christy Jett. Uh, she posted that Lucky, she's really good friends with the director, Lucky McKee. And she was like, you know, he's a huge Star Wars fan. So it'd be cool like if he could get on the set, you know, or mm. do a little cameo or something. Yeah, yeah. Because he and Ryan are really good friends. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, J.J. Abrams, I think, is a good choice to, to start it off. Mm-hmm. And even if Ryan Johnson doesn't do both, I know he's definitely confirmed for episode eight. I don't know about nine yet. You don't think there's conflict of interest with J.J. Abrams because he does Star Trek? I think he's going to bomb it just so he could be like, Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. Like, he's going to be like. Lens flare, Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, say insert lens flare joke. Here. Right. Yeah. Well, what can he do? Yeah. I mean, he already he bombed. Did you see Star Trek the second one? I, I didn't like. See I, you I didn't like Star it. Star Trek. You didn't I, like it? No. I thought it was great. I, if I gave it a chance, I'd probably like Star Trek. But I've never really watched see, Star Trek other than. I hate the shows. Yeah. But I loved the reboot movie, and I liked the sequel. Why didn't you like the sequel? I just. There, Benedict it was weird Cumberbatch. because for a couple of different things, I guess it just wasn't nearly as compelling as the first. No, the storyline was very normal. There was um, too much Benedict. Uh no such thing. <laughs> um, no good female characters. Uh, yeah, the one additional female character was kind of a joke. Yeah, yeah, she was the uh, in need of saving type. Yeah. And, and she got halfway nude for no reason. And I just I I don't really remember that much about it, other than yeah, the whole, right. the whole con reversal <laughs> thing. And yeah, right. It just wasn't nearly as good as the first. Okay, so you're right. I I will agree with that. Man, they should do. They should start up a new series, right? I mean, like what, a new with, TV series. Yeah, because they've talked about that. Yeah, you know, just with with all the advances in technology, you know, something with the story quality of next gen, but. I'll advance your face. Yeah. Thank you for that. Through a plate glass window. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Thank you for being specific. I appreciate it. Next news. Since we went off on that. Edit point. Uh, Edit point. Uh, Netflix, as you know, is doing a Daredevil series. Mm -hmm. They cast their kingpin this week. Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. Who's that? Uh, Edgar from Men in Black. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's not black, though. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> Nobody can be Michael Clark Duggan. Um we got him again. Um, <laughs> just prop him up. <laughs> Weekend of Bernie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dark. <laughs> it would have been so good. The um, fans would have loved it. I think Vincent D'Onofrio, because he's a big guy, mm-hmm. and they he's recently shaved his head. <laughs> Yes, he looks like the kingpin. I mean, I, I'm sure yeah, it's either gonna they're gonna be like CGI augments or like a costume or you know something. But he he's a big dude. He looks like the kingpin, and he's a great actor. But uh, also, they've added Rosario Dawson to the cast. Oh, so this is a Netflix show. I mean, well, you know, Netflix shows are pretty. They're they're kind of knocking it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. But Rosario Dawson, that's that's pretty big Who's star that? power. Yeah. What? I don't know. 
I know who Daredevil is, and he's cool. Rosario Dawson was in Sin City and Clerks 2. Okay. And um, she was kids. not Jessica Alba in like the brunette. <laughs> no, she Sin was City? she was in the Clive Owen segment. She was the badass prostitute. I haven't watched that in a minute. Uh, I believe I would know her if I saw her. Yeah, you definitely. She was would. in Seven Pounds with Will Smith. Oh, that's like the one Will Smith I haven't seen. Damn, Man, uh, get damn. I need to. I need Barry some more Pepper's Smith in, in my life. Kids. Yeah, she was in Kids. Enough. Oh, who's she in Kids? The dark complected one. The one who got the AIDS towards the end? Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> for a movie that's been out yeah, for 20 not, years. When she was like 12, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's her. Like, she was really young, and the guy was like, I like virgins and blah, 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 and she was that virgin, so they got the AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking mm, about. Downer. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for the show. I don't know the guy who's playing Daredevil. Like, he, he's an unknown to me. He's in Boardwalk Empire, but... I've never really watched that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this show, though. That's going to be pretty cool. And they announced that all of their Marvel... Because they're doing like five Marvel series on Netflix. Yeah. They're all going to be all the episodes at once. So oh, cool. binge watch available. For, what do you mean for all the shows? For all of their net, for all of the Marvel Netflix shows, yeah. Well, I mean, are you saying they're going to drop five shows at no, once? No, no, no. Oh. They're going to drop a full season oh, yeah, of one yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do... I like Netflix policy on that. Yeah, well, they they, they kind of hinted that they might not do that, that oh, they really? might release them one at a time, but then they were like, yeah, we're just going to do the whole thing. Yeah. Because they wanted know. it to be like, you know, you could watch this epic all at once. Yeah. And that's how they're describing it, as an epic. Um, that's how I do with them shows on Netflix. It's just binge watch. Yeah, I yeah. watched Orange is New Black season two. Is it good? Like, I haven't oh, watched good. it. Yet. I liked it. Okay, I watched it in like a like a night, and then the next day, and then I was tattooing myself, and Micah was <laughs> watching it, and I watched five of the episodes again while wow, doing that. just like um, as soon as I got done, it was like is oh, it better wow. than last season? I don't know. Better. I don't okay, know. it's good. Okay, that's all. I mean, yeah. that's all that matters. I just got around to finishing up House of Cards. So Did you like I, it? Yeah, it was awesome. It's really. Good. I'm not good at binge watching, or I just don't prefer it. Like I, it depends. I have I mean, most of break like the first four seasons of Breaking Bad available to me, but I kind of went through it slowly. Right. Just I guess it's just my preference. Right. Yeah. Now that uh, like we we're, we're rewatching it and like. Uh, with Breaking Bad, and I don't think I could do more than a few episodes a night. Yeah, you know I could. Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love the show, and like I've already seen it, I yeah. still can't. You know, like I've been to watch that show like five times. Really? Wow. Like where it's like in a week or so, I'll just like go through all of it. I will say I've done that with Always Sunny. Like I've I've plowed like, through it. Yeah, like two yeah. seasons in a night. Or Louie. I watched the last season of Louie in one night. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, we talked about this last week on the show, and I think it's kind of cool. The new Michael Keaton movie, Birdman, yeah. is um, they're reshooting some sequences, uh, and they actually, their director of photography is the same guy who shot Gravity, um, oh. to make it appear as, as the movie is one continuous take. Whoa. Dang, that's really cool. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the trailer yet? No, I don't even know what it is. Uh, we'll have to watch it, because uh, we, we talked about it last week. We watched it with Russ last week on the show. And it's just—it's about a guy who was a superhero, like uh, mm-hmm. or a superhero on film, much like Michael Keaton was, mm-hmm. who's trying to like reinvent his career by launching this Broadway play. But it kind of, from the trailer, it kind of seems like he's going crazy. I mean, they use yeah. Gnarls Barkley's crazy, so no, I'm assuming that's foreshadowing. Yeah, it's very artsy. Yeah, it, it looks, looks incredible. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can tell just from the cinematography in the trailer. That it looks like a lot of long takes, mm-hmm. so I think that's really fucking cool. I mean, I, I'm my excitement 
went from like yeah I can't wait to like wow and this is like one of my most anticipated mm-hmm. now um, cause that's really that's pretty fucking cool I mean just a one continuous take not a lot of movies yeah, do weird. that. Yeah. Was yeah. he supposed to be playing like Hanna Barbera Birdman? I'm guessing no. No, no. That's because that's what I originally thought. Yeah. But it's just like this. It's 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 a superhero like Batman. Okay. Okay. Because he's even got like this gritty voice that he uses. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I'm Birdman. You'll appreciate this, Cameron, or maybe not. Uh, <laughs> Guy Pierce, who played Peter Whelan in Prometheus, wants to come back for the sequel. Spoiler alert, that's not fucking possible. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Michael Fassbender's head sends him into an overdue grave. <laughs> like, that's how it happens. Ghosts. 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 Alien ghosts. Ghosts. Obi-Wan type Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he could be a replicant, you know? True. I feel like that's something that the company would probably do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about that? If they see my thing is if they are going to the engineer planet that can't happen, mm. you know like then that wouldn't happen. I don't. I think, think. maybe Guy Pierce just wants more work. He's one of those people that like <laughs> he, he's well and something in Memento. I remember thinking oh he's like Brad Pitt light, but then I've seen him in other things and been like oh he's really good. But I just don't see him in very much. No, you know what I mean. He's in Iron Man three and he's really good. Yeah. And, um, you know, in Prometheus, he was good. I mean, obviously, that was a, a lot to do with makeup and stuff, but... Yeah. Um, I like him, so I wouldn't mind. I don't know that I can think of more outlandish stuff that has already been done in the Alien series, so I don't it think... It could that... be ghosts, or it could be a robot. Yep. Either way. Robot ghosts. Or it could it's be just robot one ghosts. line of dialogue, and it's explained away. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true, though. I mean, in that, especially in that franchise, it's kind of yeah. like, eh... We'll just mm-hmm. yeah, robot ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Chronicle screenwriter Mac, Max Landis, uh, who's the son of filmmaker John Landis, was said to be doing a polish on the Ghostbusters three script, uh, which didn't pan out. That turned sorry, out to be false. Gonna... It was going to be Max Landis, oh, okay. the, but that didn't turn out to be true. However, he did take to Twitter and say that he had an idea for a Ghostbusters film like he's had a pitch for years but you know he's he's one of the busiest people in Hollywood um and because he's trying to get you know a second chronicle off the ground and a few other things but um yeah Hmm. um but he did take to Twitter and pitch his opening for Ghostbusters 3 and it kind of went like this he said my Ghostbusters 3 began in the 1920s with Evo Shandor murdering a gluttonous associate to protect his cult after he has a moral objection Shandor tells the overweight man that nothing can stop the coming of Gozer first the gate will open in 1984 which it did and then again 20 years later the fat man who now has all the details of Shandor's plan threatens to go to the police and Shandor poisons him it's scary but as Shandor escapes we see that we're in the Sedgwick Hotel and that the guy we just saw die is Slimer. Cue the theme music and show the title. Mm. That's pretty cool. cool. Like, that was, like, a really fucking cool introduction. And then he goes on to say, you know, he was asked about were there any other details, you know, what happened to the team. He said Egon passed away, which I'm assuming changed after... Or, I mean, that may have been his idea all the time, but it may have changed after uh, Harold Ramis passed away. Venkman lives on an island... Winston retires rich, and only Ray Stance is left in charge, and he's a terrible businessman. Because uh, it's been turned into a franchise, and there's Ghostbuster, you know, uh, franchises all over the world, oh. but hauntings are less and less now. Yeah. And so the third film would, would basically be another Gozer 
you know huh. installment which i this i that would be cool to you know kind of close it out with that mm-hmm. i'd like to see something different but that's still kind of cool yeah uh i don't know i would have loved to have seen that movie yeah that sounds cool i, I didn't know they were gonna still go ahead after ramus died yeah they're still they're still planning on it early that's next year gonna be a bust yeah i, I mean, mean i don't i they can't you know they don't have bill murray either do they I see Bill Murray still is flip flopping about it. Yeah, so I mean, I wonder if he'll do it now though because I mean I know you know Ackroyd's like to pay been, like tearing it up recently. Oh man, like, yeah right. <laughs> he's been doing such good work, <laughs> but I don't know if he can hold it on his own. Him and him and Ernie Hudson yeah, Ernie just Hudson. really just Ernie Hudson like now that man has blown up. But, you know. <laughs> I, I saw this was probably about half a year ago now. Um, they Andy Samberg was on SNL, mm-hmm. and they did a sketch in which they brought back the wild and crazy guys. Yeah, as mm-hmm. you know, Steve Martin looks basically like Dan Aykroyd looks like a sweaty Dan- stag of pig. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was not. He had no energy. I saw that too. It's like Steve Martin still had it. Dan Aykroyd's just like a, a hot mess up there, like wiggling around, not giving it any energy. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a little morbid. Like yeah. it was one of those. Yeah, it was it was kind of so like funny. the Arrested Development thing, where yeah. you're kind of like, what, what happened? It's it's it's, it's, like it's the same thing, but it's not it's not quite right. It's right. like that episode you know? of SNL that Chris Farley hosted, where it's just like, oh man, this guy looks rough. And yeah. Then like three weeks later, he dies. It's like, yeah, we we pretty much just watched him kill himself on live TV. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. I think they should stop. Yeah. You know, just not do it. There's or really... reboot it with a completely new cast, because throwing Dan Aykroyd and, and as just... a lead, that's not going to, that's going to go in Cameos, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that's there what they've know. said, is that it would follow, you know, like, Dan Aykroyd recruiting a new team, mm-hmm. you know, and that he that would, ca- it would work, work in a cameo, even if Venkman, you know, isn't part of it. I mean, I still, it, it. It's not a movie without the you know at least most of the original cast. Yeah. So Lance I don't know. And Murray, I thought kind of carried that movie. Yeah. Well, and they've also said that um, you know it might include Oscar. You know. Oh, see, yeah, their the, baby. The, they were like, talking like, about yeah. that being Jonah Hill or whatever. Yeah, at yeah. one time. So I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So this this is kind of this happened I think right after last week's show, and we haven't we didn't report it on the podcast page, but apparently. A uh, DC's cinematic plan for the next few years has leaked, and this is possibly what it's going to be. Hmm. Uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, which that's what we we've been expecting. Batman for, Five Superman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for May 2016, then Shazam in July of 2016. Shazam. Then Sandman for Christmas of 2016. <laughs> Course. Then Justice League for May of 2017, Wonder Woman for July of 2017, Flash and Green Lantern, which I guess would be a, a, like either two different movies or a team-up movie. Or a in, reboot of Green Lantern? Yeah, yeah they're doing a re- yeah. Okay. In Christmas of 2017, Batman, uh, or no, Man of Steel 2, so apparently the Batman vs. Superman movie is not a second Man of Steel movie. Man of Steel 2 in May of 2018. And then just announced, it looks like they're looking at a Batman sequel, or a Batman standalone movie for 2019. Wow. That's a really fucked up plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have not created roots. Here's the other thing. This is their, so far, this is going to be their Justice League. Because in the, the Batman vs. Superman movie, you got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. 
Aquaman? Aquaman was just announced as Jason Momoa. Mm -hmm. Cyborg, maybe. Then Shazam, Sandman. What? Sandman. Sandman is a Neil Gaiman character. Well, I mean, he originally he was like a hero from the fifties, twenties, fifties. I don't know. Um, but then Neil Gaiman kind of reinvented it. He has no place in the fucking Justice League. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't mm-hmm. fit at all. Um, and then you have a Flash and Green Lantern movie. So I don't know where they fit in. I guess in the Justice League movie, but. Did they Weird. just think Apache yeah. Chief was just not PC? Hey, knock Chuck. Where Shazam is? Is what's wrong with Shazam? I don't know. What's not wrong with Shazam? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rock has been taking meetings with with uh, DC. I'm assuming he's going to either play Shazam or Black Adam, the the Shazam villain. Mm. But what? Like what? This is weird. Like, they're just tr- they're they're trying too hard. Marvel got it. Yeah. The end. Like DC's never gonna get it. See, I just I don't think DC has good character. I mean, they do, but not like I one. Mean, I guess. Batman. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Exactly. Superman's boring. Yeah. Exactly. Wonder He's Woman. If they did Wonder right. Woman right, it's a great character. But they're too afraid for whatever fucking reason to do Wonder Woman. And then. The Flash is boring. Yeah, all their powers are just annoying, kind of. Yeah, like, I oh, run. He's fast. I run yeah, really fast. There's there's Quicksilver in X Men, but he's not a standalone. <laughs> like right, we, it's, right. He's that guy in the back. <laughs> like, like Green Lantern could be good if they did it right, but they really biffed it. Like yeah. I mean, that the last movie was really bad. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things. Like Silver Surfer, it's limited by the imagination of the people making it. I right. didn't see Green Lantern, but that just kind of hurt. I mean, if you bit. did Green Lantern like they're doing the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, yes. perfect. You know, like I mean, that makes perfect sense. So I don't know. Uh, I just think everything that DC is going to do cinematically is just going to be kind of a bust. I really have no faith in them. Yeah, cinematically. I mean, unless it's Batman. Batman. There's yeah, nothing I. Yeah care about and I didn't really even like Batman like as a kid or that all that much I liked like the animated show right, and stuff right. I like the movies but yeah because Batman movies are always oh that's a good movie yeah like, or generally generally yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome not exactly like Dark Knight you know but Batman and Robin of course right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah you know it's one of those, I mean I would watch five more standalone Batman movies before I would watch mm-hmm. another Man of Steel yeah that movie was not good you know I mean it's not like that it was awful but it was just like you can't go from Maybe not The Dark Knight Rises, but you can't go from The Dark Knight, one of the strongest superhero movies ever made, to, mm-hmm. you know, to the, the Man of Steel. Yeah. But it Superman's just, just such a bullshit character. It is. It's, he's boring. He he's all just, the powers. Right. The only thing that hurts him is not even on the fucking planet. Right. And then <laughs> and then he can be straight. replenished by the sun. Yeah. What? It's, it's like there's it, no conflict in his character. It's None. too. It's too, like... Early twentieth century. Well, and they tried yeah. to introduce conflict in the in Man of Steel, and it doesn't work because that's not what the character's about. Mm-hmm. Like he's not about having these fucking Batman esque moral dilemmas. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's it's supposed to be cut and dry. So when you try to change it, it doesn't work. Yeah, you know. So it's just it, it's I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird. And then you know you look at like the rest of the lineup, and you have the Sandman, as opposed to like. Or a traditional Justice League hero like Martian Manhunter or Hawkman, and it's kind of like, how? Why? I know that the probably the long plan here is because Sandman's kind of a supernatural character, mm-hmm. and there's been talk about Guillermo del Toro doing Justice League Dark for mm. quite a while, which would be <clears throat> Dead Man, Swamp Thing, Sandman, which 
I think would be a better movie. Yeah, I'd watch a Swamp Thing. Fuck yeah, I would watch Guillermo del Toro doing Swamp Thing. Oh my yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yes. I'd watch that every day of my life. Um, <laughs> just on loop. Um, I used to do that with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. When me I was too. Yeah, really? Yes. Every single day. Large Marge. Yes. yes. Every, yes. every <laughs> fucking right. Me too, yes. dude. Uh, it was that. I was on. I guess I was on a Tim Burton kit because I did that. I did Beetlejuice, nice. uh, Batman, yeah. Yeah, I watched those a lot, but I would watch every oh, yeah. single day. every day. Yeah, I had to make sure for like got two his bike years. Back. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last time. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So that's about it for the news this week. Uh, I don't know. Some pretty good news stuff this week. This is a week. good discussion. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the better news segments we have. Uh, so we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk with Philip about. Uh, Bonnaroo. His, Bonnaroo, bruh. His bruh. Bonnaroo experience. Bonnaroo! <laughs> and we'll be right back. And we're back. Two. <laughs> we're going to need a bigger show. I wanted to be dramatic. I wanted to be dramatic. No, it was good. It was good dramatitis. I found a bat with screws in it. Yep. From our film Die Devil Cock Die. Yes. What a terrifying weapon it is. It's. I just want to hit. Oh, <laughs> Philip's he's, going for the acid stickers. Acid. Right on the nose. Um, I want to hit a human being. Not a human. I want to hit like meat, maybe oh, yeah. like a turkey or like a side of beef. Yes, just beat the shit out of it. Tenderize it, baby. I just got to get some aggression out with this. All well, right. hey, if you need to marinate a steak, just go out in the backyard and give just it a couple. And then, yeah, yeah, and then. Uh, you don't know how much meat marinating has happened in this house. Yeah, they, they were big meat guys here, right? Yeah. Well, that's why I got the grill. Well, yeah. my mom got us a grill as like a housewarming. Uh, I'm going to fucking do some meat. They so many pork butts out here. They had the a nice grill. Really? Yeah. Such a nice that's fucking cool. grill. Oh, yeah. Like, 12 hours pork that, butt smoke. That was my <laughs> biggest, like, hope was that the grill came with the house. It ended up at Eisenhower. Did it? Yeah. Man. Well, man, oh man. I appreciate a good grill. I appreciate, a, like, people who know what they're doing yeah. on the grill. Because uh, I am learning the grill. I know how to cook, but I'm learning grilling. Um, but let's talk about... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just went off on this weird grill tangent. Grill. Let's talk about Bonnaroo. Philip Maloney. Bonnaroo. You went to Bonnaroo. Yes, sir. Is this your first time? Uh, second year. I In a row? Last, yeah. Okay. I went last year and paid. This year I did staff. Staff is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get in for free. Uh, we, uh, Me and Eric Torres and Jackie Weaver mm-hmm. went did staff, and we camped with Tyler Walker and Taylor at, at uh, guest-only camping with like artists and staff wow. directly behind which stage. It was like a three four minute walk back there so it was awesome like where i camped in tents only the other year and it's super close but this was like super close right and we had like bathrooms and like showers over there like charging station with like a little like restaurant out there and it was like man it was it was like pimpy kind of camping (laughs) right yeah so that's the way to do it yeah if you can get staff go do staff now what did that entail i mean what did you have to do we handed out 21 and up wristbands uh, oh which we just had to meet up with the lady. She gave us a bunch of wristbands, and then we're just on our own. And we could pretty much they would kind of say maybe go this spot or this spot, but our, for our shifts we were just like out on our own. Like we'd work for like an hour and take a break for like an hour, and we had like little five hour breaks. And they didn't seem to care what we did whatsoever. Really, just like 
that the first day we handed out like hundreds of wristbands. Second day they gave us like 200 between all of us for a five hour shift. I'm like, oh, well this is going to be quick. Went and handed some out, went and did some other stuff, went back to camp, came back and went back at the end of the day. I don't know, the wristbands are gone. They didn't give us that So what, you just check people's ID? Check or? people's IDs. And like if they looked old enough, it was just like, you know, the old people or whatever. It's like, okay, here you go. But yeah, it was just giving 21 up wristbands so they don't have to ID at the beer tents and stuff. It, they just look at the wristbands because right. the lines would take too long. Yeah, sure. And we got day passes for Thursday and Friday. And then they also worked for Saturday because when your staff... Everyone just kind of like watches your back. Like, wow. You know, we never like really got like searched walking in or anything. It was just oh, like, yeah. just go straight in. We had a little shuttle that would take us to go get our staff wristbands for the day uh-huh. and let us into town so we could go get supplies if we needed to and ride the little shuttle back. And like, it runs 24 7. You can go get into town whenever you want to. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. Now, I have, I had a friend who, this was his first year going. And when I was in Camden last week, uh, we caught up and, and he told me all about it completely different experience mm-hmm. like I mean that your experience sounds like oh I could do that like I wouldn't yeah. be overwhelmed by that oh yeah his experience I would have killed myself <laughs> I, like I can't handle that you know yeah. like the experience that he had that's really interesting we were in I didn't shade realize it. and stuff too because wow. the other year it was like at past 8am you couldn't sleep in Saturday I was worn out I just like napped at the camp most of the day. I didn't go see any shows or anything on Saturday right. but it was like we were in the woods, kind of, to where it was like we had tree covering. It was nice and cool. Now, why did you only do two and a half days? Because uh, of Bonaru. Oh, you would be to back play for with Zorch. Yeah. Oh, how was that? <laughs> it was amazing. Was it? Like, Zorch is awesome. Yeah. And so it was like awesome lineup getting to play with Zorch and Caddy Wampus. It's like, oh, like I'd love to see Elton John on Sunday, but getting to play uh, in two bands with Zorch is way better than anything else sure. I can go see. <laughs> right on. Um, well, Cameron had a brilliant idea that he was like, "Hey, I just asked Philip to start recording while he's at Bonnaroo." Yeah, we didn't even know you were already gone, so I just your phone was already off. Mm-hmm. I, you know, left you a voicemail saying, "Hey, man, uh, I know bat- power is going to be scarce, but if you can get on your voice memo memo app and just like talk to people, record your experience." In, in some kind of way that could be make for interesting podcasting yeah so you're like our roving reporter now yeah in the so, field so yeah. I think uh, you brought a few clips yes I think we're gonna listen to those and kind of talk about it yeah yeah I'm excited yeah. alright well let's do that then alright I need it okay tell us what your sandwich means to you and how you seize it my sandwich means to me what everyone else's sandwich means to At the end of the day, I've created my fucking sandwich, and I invite anybody else to take a bite of my sandwich, because it was fucking awesome. So you believe in socialized sandwiches? Bro, I want to take a bite of your sandwich. You definitely need to take a bite of my sandwich, bro. Like, if there was any sandwich that was ever to be taken a bite out of, Take a fucking bite out of my sandwich. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking talking about. Beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Okay. So good. You got Okay. What does living each day like it's your sandwich mean to you, Matt? It means you gotta slap all the bacon on it that you can. Right? What's your name again? Paige. Paige, what does this mean to you? means you gotta fill it with a bunch of cheese, mayonnaise, and ketchup. Because that sounds like shit, but fuck it. <laughs> 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 
Anyone else? What does living each day like it's your sandwich mean to you? Eat it or die. Eat it or die. Yep. What are we talking about? Okay. Jesse Keough, if I were to ask you, live each day as if it were your sandwich, oh God. what does that mean to you All right. as an individual? So... Previously, an hour ago, I had no opinion on this subject. Okay. But then I heard a guy saying, you know, if at the end of the day you take a bite of my sandwich, yes, then you know, apparently some some fucking miracles about to happen. But Rock does his own thing. The thing that pisses me off is, you should be living your life so fully that you should not have a bite of your sandwich remaining at the end of the day. You know? Correct. You live your day to the fullest. Yes. You finish your goddamn sandwich. Yes. You wake up in the morning and you make a new sandwich. Oh. I don't understand how that <laughs> Every is not universally is accepted. You are a wise man. Oh, thank you, sir. Who wants the hit of my hitter? Andrew. Oh, no. If I were to ask you, what does live each day as if it were your sandwich mean to you? What does that mean to you? It means you should fill every day with like really vinegary slaw <laughs> and like pineapples as much as possible. Like, think about it. Those together in a sandwich, because you got the like tart and the sweet. So that's what you need in a day. Yes. You need like some vinegary slaw to wade through and then like some pineapple at the end to be like, oh, it's all sweet and cool. <laughs> all right. That's beautiful. So, what I noticed. You were at Bonnaroo. Yes. But, uh, th like, the biggest music festival in the country. One of them. Okay. Hasn't it become the biggest? I don't know. It depends on... Uh, no, South what is? South got more bands South by? Okay. Really? Producer Mallory Burns has corrected me, as is her job to do. And has told me that it's probably I mean, Coachella. South by is if, if uh, like almost name... two weeks long, and there's, like... I like think I mean like by people. Playing. Oh, people but, wise, maybe. Oh, if we're gonna name the top three, though, I think we're gonna say Coachella, South by, and Bonner. Yeah, right? probably. Where are you guys going? Bajangles. Bajangles. Yeah, you know, bring me a biscuit. <laughs> bring me a biscuit bro. with some cheese on it. Bring me a sandwich <laughs> and a cheese and a chicken and a one chicken and a bowberry biscuit. Hold on. Oh boy. Uh -oh. Use the card. Hup! Okay. Um, so, <laughs> well, I just put in my Bojangles Edit on Edit point? No, nah, we'll use that. Use all of <laughs> it's it. It's all good. It's all good. So, anyway, one of the biggest music... But you have kind of... I don't know. I'd say you've come to a crossroads in your life mm -hmm. where music might not be as essential in coverage as much as finding out what to do with your sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I figured that this is a festival that really encourages people to live each day as if, as if it's their sandwich, in my opinion. Because I live each day as if it's my sandwich, and everyone out there is definitely living each day as if it's their sandwich. They're taking advantage of everything. What does that, that mean to you? What does it mean to me? Yeah, you specifically. For what? Bonnaroo or for me specifically? For you, like, living each day like it's your sandwich. Well, I think Jesse Keo's uh, comment pretty much sums it up, that... I mean, I'm all into sharing. I'm all into socialism. But when it comes to your daily sandwich, that's your sandwich. It's my sandwich is what I mean. Like, each day is my sandwich. There's not going to be anything left over because I'm going to eat that whole sandwich. And 
People that, uh, at Bonnaroo seem to take moderation into moderation, and uh, they're living each day as if it's their sandwich. Like they are living it as if it's their sandwich. I, I don't. I don't want to sound glib. Yeah, but is the sandwich an actual sandwich, Philip? It's a metaphorical sandwich. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I think one important question to ask is before we get into the details of what we just heard is. Why did you even think of this in the first place? Um, what made you think of this? Well, uh, I wrote a rap called White People Suck Dick, a.k.a. White Boy's Burden. And in it, uh, there's a line <laughs> that says, it's my sandwich, it's my sandwich, it's my sandwich, it's my sandwich. Yeah, I think what you should point out, and maybe you're going to, that the song is satirical. Yeah, it's, it's satirical. It's about how everyone's jealous that I'm white, but it's not... You know, serious. Like it, I'm making fun of white people, and yeah, white uh, people are stupid. <laughs> we kind of Kill do, do the worst things in life to a lot of people. But uh, yeah, uh, but that part of the song, though, I mean, is kind of true that it is my sandwich. The part where I say, "The bigger my sandwich, the more crumbs will trickle down." You'll pick them off the ground. You'll eat them off the ground. <laughs> exactly accurate as but, we have seen maybe not the most accurate of metaphors yeah but uh let's hear for the one percent job creators yes. um yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's uh, it's a big old sandwich i'd like to quickly point out that last week when russ was on the show he was wearing a kitty cat shirt and that this week philip maloney is wearing a tiger shirt yes. mustard tiger shirt mustard tiger shirt um so I mean, do you want to talk about what well, yeah, we I think, just heard? I think we should talk about at least what some of the people said. The first guy, yeah, Ben. That was um, ben. Okay, so he he did wants. You, did, wait, did you just go to random people, or how did this work? These people were uh, friends at a campsite, and there were some people I didn't know there. Uh, but uh, I w- some of these other segments are just random people that I thought were definitely treating each day as if it was their sandwich, and I had to interview them. Okay. Yes. What's right. your secret? Yeah. Essentially is what you were asking. Yeah. Um, it was like hula hoop girl that was hula hooping way too hard for way too long. <laughs> and it was just like, hula hoop girl, you know, what's up? Or like, what, what about your sandwich, hula yeah. hoop girl? Tell me about it. Two blonde chicks like dancing their asses off on a table, like just like <laughs> not quite, didn't seem like they were quite sure what was happening in life. Right. But they knew that it, life was their sandwich. Like right. that was. They, they were aware. So, right. so the first guy, uh, which I think is pretty funny, you point out is socialized sandwiches. Yeah, and that he believes that um, he he wants to have some of you. This is what my mom believes. Yeah, she she's gonna want a bite of whatever I get. Yeah, and she'll offer me a bite of whatever she's got. Yeah, which there's some value. in Yes, that. there definitely is. Um, and I don't think the two ideas are exclusive. Like you don't have to. You can have. You can be. You can clean your plate at the end of the day, so to speak. Yeah. But also have taken a bite of someone else's sandwich. Yeah. If someone takes a bite of your sandwich. You better get a bite of theirs, though. Yes. Too. Yes. Yeah. Like no one should expect to just get a bite. For yeah. Free. No one's mooching off my sandwich. Yes. Okay. So moving on, we get. We get a few other things, but I think Jesse's is the most notable. Yeah. In terms of how well said it is. Yeah. And then we get uh, get cheese, mayo, and ketchup. Yeah. Um, it might be nasty, but fuck it. <laughs> so that's pretty brilliant. I enjoyed that. And I like th- Andrew's metaphor with the the sl- vinegary slaw and the pineapples. You have to have the little 
you know, sour, vinegary thing to wade through before you get to the sweet. It, it should just be all sweet, I think. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there. I mean, there's metaphorical truth to each of the explanations, which yeah. I like a lot. Even eat it or die. Yeah. <laughs> Even, hey, does anybody want a hit of my hitter? <laughs> which I thought was brilliant because uh, this person doesn't seems completely detached from the conversation right. you were having. Yet it relates. Yeah. He was willing to share his yeah. sandwich, i.e. his uh, marijuana. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Are we ready for the next clip? Yeah. I'm ready if you guys are. All right, let's do it. Jackie. I haven't done you guys yet, have I? Jackie, if I were to tell you that Bonnaroo tells you to live each day as if it was your sandwich, or to treat each day as if it were your sandwich, what would you re respond to that? Put some avocado on it. Well, duh, I wouldn't do anything. I'd be fucking eating it. As you should. Let the record state that I would eat that sandwich, Mr. Maloney. <laughs> nice. Okay, and what's your Bonnaroo story? I don't remember most of last night. This is but, my Bonnaroo yeah. story. I had conversations. That's it? Okay. That's it, yeah, you're living it. I don't know what the question oh, is. Oh, that did happen. Something had to have happened that you want to tell the interwebs. What is the story that happened to you? I don't remember, like, I remember the Everyone has their story. You told me that. Twisted knees, right? You gotta tell the story now. Oh god. So what I think Bonnaroo should teach the internet is that there's glitter everywhere, and let your voice be heard. Where did Taylor go? I lost her. Nice. I'm helping with a podcast. Will you tell me why Bonnaroo is your sandwich? Because it's hot. Because it's hot? Just in general, like why Bonnaroo is Bonnaroo is cool because it's a place you can go and be whatever you want to be for four days without anywhere in the world. Okay. Do you have any story? Anything one cool to tell people on the interwebs? Bonnaroo is your sandwich 2014. What's your name? Amy. Hillary. Okay. Why is Bonnaroo 2014 your sandwich and how are you eating it? To get fucked up. It's a big old sandwich. You gotta just take a bite and enjoy the flavor. Right? Do you have any story? Anything else you want to tell anyone? Dance on the tables. Yes. Keep You're dancing. It. Okay. Look at all the costumes. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys. Bye. Alright. We're back. That that see now that was a little varied. There yeah, was a, mm -hmm. there was a little more going on there. Some stories about uh, Bonnaroo, glitter. Yes, glitter and Lysol. And Lysol, <laughs> and it's hot. Uh, what was your approach this time? Um, there was some more people at the same campsite at first. Uh, I think they called it prison camp. And uh, <laughs> then uh, it was hula hoop girl uh, right. that we were hanging out. Was she the Lysol girl? Yeah, the Lysol girl was hula hoop girl. That she <laughs> was just like in the zone. Her eyes were closed most of the time, just hula hooping her just ass. Fucking off. just getting it. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta ask hula hoop girl. Yeah. <laughs> She's gotta let me know what's up. And I guess the Lysol was her tip. Gotcha. That was her tip for for Bonnaroo. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know. What's your Bonnaroo story? Um, man, see that was I asked Eric. 
what his Bonnaroo story was because he told me everyone had a Bonnaroo story that that needed to be another question I asked, and then he didn't have one. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I guess my Bonnaroo story, I probably wouldn't want to talk about on the internet. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I <laughs> do fair. have one I can tell real quick. Oh. I, hopefully I can tell it real quick. Um, okay, not. so first time I went, circa 2004, mm-hmm. 2005 maybe, um, I went with some friends we essentially stole some wristbands and got in for free. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. The night before we stayed up the entire night and left for Manchester from Murfreesboro, so, you know, maybe half an hour drive. Um, and so, but we got there maybe around 11 in the morning and just waited around for this guy to come bring us the counterfeit wristbands or whatever. Yeah, right. By the end of the night, the Mars Volta were playing, and that was one of my favorite bands at the time, and I had to go see them yeah first time in my life i've literally fallen asleep standing up wow i was trying so hard to be like i'm in the moment and like (laughs) and be into it i i started to leave like three different times i'd get i'd walk about 50 feet and i'd be like i gotta watch this is my band i gotta watch them 50 feet more I'm falling asleep and I have to go home. So I found the people I was with. We went back to the camp campsite. I'm exhausted, like as the most tired I can ever remember being. Yeah. And they're like, hey, there's a tent. Uh, you can go to sleep now. It's all good. And I was like, okay. So it's probably like midnight or something. I haven't been to sleep in a very long time, as I've said. I go to sleep and I hear outside, wookie, wookie. And I'm like, <laughs> What is happening? And apparently one of the one of the like I don't know what he was, like a medic or something. Uh-huh. One of the guys that's around to make sure people don't, you know, die of heat stroke had was off duty and had gotten a little wasted and was yelling at the hippies. <laughs> Wookies as they were called. And just Wookie Wookie and and I started laughing and I hear the people outside my tent, they were like, Is that Cam? in there laughing i thought he was asleep like i just was i was so delirious and i thought it was so hilarious that uh, it was it was just one of the most memorable moments of my life period nice. this whole thing but yeah oh i do have a very good bonnaroo pro tip though yeah what are some of your bonnaroo tips let's yeah. talk about that the biggest bonnaroo pro tip is the ground will provide like keep your eyes on the ground when you're walking through and you will find ground scores uh, found like three packs of cigarettes that were either trampled or ran over by golf carts. But pro tip, open it up, rip that filter off, flip it around backwards, Vonnegut that shit. You have free cigarettes. Like, cigarettes are expensive there. And it's like, like not $10 really a pack? I That's guess. what my buddy oh, Thomas is telling me. When, when, you, when you talk about rip the filter off, are you talking cigarettes that have already been smoked? or what you No, mean? no. Like, like, you'll find a pack of cigarettes. Like I've, I've found like half a pack of uh, Mavericks that were ran over by golf carts. Gotcha. The filters are dirty looking. Okay. So you gotcha. rip the filter off, flip around backwards, so it's like a filterless cigarette yeah, yeah. that you know you're not getting tobacco in your mouth or anything, and yeah. you smoke that. And then uh, found like a pack of Pall Malls, which is what I smoke, and it was like, oh, awesome, a pack of Pall Malls. And then these filters are dirty. Rip them off, flip around gotcha. backwards. Okay. Found some Camels, same thing. Also, fill your back pocket with rolling tobacco. Just fill that shit up. Keep some papers on you. And then you got cigarettes all day. You have. A cigarette pack in your butt. Yeah. 
So if you ever run out of regular cigarettes, you have a back pocket full of rolling tobacco. Then you get a beef bone, put it in some hot water, you got yourself some a stew. going. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, you got to treat it like that. You take advantage of what you find. There was several other things found on the ground. Like what? Um, <laughs> I, I have friends that found bags of marijuana on the ground. Really? Yes. And uh, they were elated because it was <laughs> they were elated. marijuana on the ground. Um, Find any cash? Uh, I think someone found... I think Eric found like $5 on the ground or something like that. Pretty good. But just keep your eyes on the ground because people are dropping stuff left and right. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Huffington Post posted an article of, of things left at Bonnaroo. I've, I haven't read this, but... I it's it's really good uh, just to see like how many people lose mm-hmm. really important shit. Oh, like, yeah. I, that That's horrifying to me. Like That's terrifying. I lost a really cool shell necklace there. A puka shell necklace? Uh, it was like... Uh, paid five dollars. I had this huge shell on it, and it was just like a little shell necklace thing. Damn. And uh, it fell off on the walk back to the shuttle. Dang. Any other pro tips? Um, I got do staff. Like do staff. Do staff. Yeah. That seems to be the way to go. You don't have to go through the regular lines. You can go through that staff entrance. You don't ever get searched. It's <laughs> like yo, gin baby. Smuggle in a gin baby. What is a gin baby? A gin baby is when you take a water bottle and you fill it with gin. And then you carry that on you all day, and you have a gin baby. But the thing about gin babies is not all gin babies are created equal. Like, we had gin babies that were very loved that, you know, went relatively quick throughout the day. Everyone's wanting to hit the gin baby. Everyone's wanting to hold the gin baby. But then uh, the Tell, next day... about how cute that gin baby yeah, is. The next day, I smuggled in a gin baby at the beginning of the day. and There was too much gin the day before. I just kind of carried around in the waistband of my swimming trunks all day. And... After about five or six hours with only like a couple drinks being taken out of it, I just figured out that it's a gin baby and how gin babies work. Uh, some gin babies aren't really loved, but someone has to take care of them. That's the rules is that gin baby cannot end up in the trash can. No. Like no one can abandon gin baby. You can hand off gin baby to someone else, but they have to understand the rules. And so gin baby can never be like left unattended. It can't right. be thrown away, right. but you can share it and you can get rid of it by handing it to someone else. I was thinking we were going to keep it in our friend group, but then Jackie was having to carry Gin Baby, and Eric was, like, flustered and didn't want to deal with Gin Baby, and just goes up to some rando and was like, you got to take care of Gin Baby. I can't explain it other than it can't end up in the trash can. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just Gin. But you got to take care of it, and if you get rid of it, they have to take care of it, and it has to be done at the end of the night. And whoever kills Gin Baby is the Gin Baby. Whoever takes the last sip of gin baby they become the gin baby so did smuggle in gin babies because gin babies are like easy to smuggle into modern did did the person that eric gave it to just take did they just took it yeah he was like oh okay and i was kind of i kind of was concerned about the safety of gin baby because i don't know but he kind of seemed like he was enthusiastic about it i think he wanted gin baby right yeah and this was definitely a bastard child gin baby because it was just a hot bottle of gin that had been in my shorts most of the day (laughs) and it's just short gin gin. and little pieces of tobacco stuck to it yeah i knew some people that got busted smuggling in gin but they weren't staff. No one ever looks at staff. We're right. like under the radar, super, super, super good. No, like, oh, you can't take gin in anymore. I'm like, you can't take gin in anymore. I'll, I'll do as I, I damn do well, it. please. I'll money. <laughs> like, well, good deal. Uh, I think we're going to take a break. Yeah. And then we're going to come back with a little game for Philip Maloney. <laughs> Be right back. All right.
And we're back. Phil Maloney. Yes. We are going to play Bonnaroo or Bogus. All right. The rules of the game are we're going to give you band names. Yeah. And you have to say whether they're a real band that has played Bonnaroo or whether they are bogus. Okay. Number one, Galactic. Uh, Bonnaroo? Correct. Okay. Keep track, Cameron. All right. <laughs> Number two, Drums and Tuba. Bogus. Bonnaroo. Uh, I kind of thought we were bogus. Number three, Unlikely Candidates. Bonnaroo. Correct. Number four, Vindictive Abortion. Bogus. Correct. Cameron's <laughs> <laughs> getting Number five, Kung Fu Phase. Bonnaroo. No, okay. and you should know that one because you were on the last podcast and that came up. Cameron said that he was oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, I went through a kung fu phase in high school." I'm like, "Didn't you play bass for kung fu phase?" <laughs> that's right. That's right. I knew it. it. Yeah, I'm glad. Familiar. I'm glad that that worked. Uh, Tiki Disco, Bonnaroo, correct. Scarecrow Slaw, Bogus, correct. Okay. Magic Flute, Bonnaroo, incorrect. Okay. Vintage Trouble. Uh, Bonnaroo. Correct. I like that name. Rhino Blast. Bogus. Correct. Arab Music. Bonnaroo. Correct. <laughs> Bluster. Bogus. Correct. Dream Ranch. Bonnaroo. Incorrect. Okay. Pirate Patch. Bogus. Correct. Cloney. Bonnaroo. Correct. Yeah. Philip Maloney. Score of 11. Well, Philip Maloney, I'd say, wins. Yeah. That's a, well, that's a solid win, man. Yeah. I don't know how... Uh, uh, that was a fun game. I pulled yeah. it out. Yeah. That was good. That's you good. did well. Yeah. Did you know, like, the Bonnaroo bands? Did you know any of them? No. Some of them sounded familiar. And yeah. That's why I went off familiarity. And it was, that's why... Right on. That's what Cameron did, too. Because I ran a few of them past him. And he was like, now I know that's probably... Drums and Tuba, you knew was a band. I've heard of. Drums okay, yeah, I thought they were a band, but I didn't know if they played Bonnaroo. Right, right. So that's kind of I was like, uh, maybe they didn't play Bonnaroo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even some of the fake ones, I'm sure are bands. Yeah. I mean, we were making names up, but come on, you yeah. can't. Bluster make... has to be a band. Bluster yeah. does. Dream Ranch is probably a yes, band yeah. somewhere. Uh, well, good. This was a good show. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, episode five or five oh, thirty-five wow. of. We're gonna need a bigger show. Uh, to close it out, I think we're gonna we're gonna leave y'all with a clip. Yep. Uh, one one last Philip Maloney in the field clip. This is yeah. the two dancing on the, the table, table dancers. Okay. Uh, so for a bigger show, this has been Cameron B. Childs, Philip Maloney, and I've been Mike D. Thank y'all so much for listening, and we will catch you soon. Soon-ish. I don't know. Yeah. When we talk about Gattaca. Oh yes, Gattaca. God, Gattaca. dead. Oh, Gattaca. 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 Gattaca.